0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast, with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Many kids, many people today are sexually confused
1: because of two reasons according to the scientists and psychiatric treatment, and that is molestation as a child and or images of extreme pornography causes a child to become sexually disconnected in their thinking and they're radically confused by that.
0: You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs.
1: I'm going to read something to you. You're going to be shocked. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. Three four four thousand 4,000 years ago, a woman must not put on men's clothing and a man must not wear women's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of the Lord your God. God's not into fashion design. God is into protecting a person's gender that he created them to be. The Bible says to train up your child in the way that they should go. Do you know what that means? I don't think, I don't think we know what that means. It means that when a, boy, when a baby boy is born, you treat that baby boy like a baby boy. You have to guide them and steer them. You don't leave them to themselves. The Bible says a child left to themselves bring reproach to their parents. When the little boy puts on mommy's bra, you say, honey, you take that off, sweetie. That's for mommy. That's not for you. Here, put on my cowboy boots or put on my work gloves, pal. They need to be taught that. They're not gender confused. They think it's a funny looking piece of clothing. It doesn't mean anything more than that. Well, our child's born and we're not gonna determine, we're not gonna announce its gender. We're gonna let... We're going to let it figure it out for itself. That's child abuse. Ephesians 5, uh, verse 3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Sounds pretty straightforward. Galatians 5, 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, how many of you have a sinful nature? Raise your hand. Those of you who are not raising your hand, your nature is more sinful than those of us who... (laughs) Every single one of us have a sin nature. The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, which is by the way, the word pornea, where we get the word porn. Impurity, lustful pleasures, Idolatry, sorcery, interesting word, means drug use, hallucinogenic drug. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. Verse 21, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, orgies is the word. And other sins like these. Let me tell you again as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why does God say this? Because he wants you to have a course correction and come to heaven. Amen. This is a wonderful passage of scripture. Hang on, everybody. Yeah. Listen to the end. It's glorious. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, you know what that means? Yes. Okay. Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Here's verse eleven. Because you know, if you end at verse ten, it's like suicide time. Look at verse eleven. Verse 11, saved my life, and such were some of you, oh man, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God, wow, wow. Wow. God says, yeah, you're all that stuff, or you were half of those, or three of those. It doesn't matter if you're just one of those things. Guess what? You came to me, and I washed you clean. Gave you a brand new life. We end with this, verse 32, the verdict of damnation. Watch this. I might catch you off guard here for a moment. Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, they know it's wrong. Listen to this. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. What does that mean? There are those who are practicing sins, like the ones we just listed. They, they know it's wrong, but they keep doing it. But there are those who don't do those sins, but condone the sins they're doing. This is the It's the Bible. Romans 1, 2,000 years old. I'm giving you truth more relevant than what we can handle, and yet I'm reading it from a 2,000-year-old page. Okay, here's where it gets practical. But Pastor Jack, weren't they born that way? The answer is that they were not born that way, God's word says. God says, I made humans male and female... But remember, Romans chapter 1, verse 25 says they decided to trade or to exchange or to switch the truth about God into a lie. So they say, God made me this way. No, he did not do that. And I I, I refer you back to last week's messages. Many kids, many people today are sexually confused because of two reasons according to the scientists and psychiatrists. This psychiatric treatment and that is uh, molestation as a child and or ex- images of extreme pornography causes a child to become sexually disconnected in their thinking and they are radically confused by that it doesn't mean they can't be healed and blessed and restored it means it's going to take love not more confusion No, 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 you don't get it. We have to affirm that. You're not helping them. You're not helping. You need to love them. We need men to be men and to show young people what it is to be a man and we need women to be women to show young people what it is to be a woman. By doing so, you'll bless that child's life and you'll honor God. I saw the billboard as you did going southbound on the 57 freeway. Love is love. That's not true. First of all, you're going to have to define what love means before you slap it on a screen. What, is, what are you talking about? You mean I can have sex with anybody or anything I want to? Is that what you mean by love? No, as long as we love one another. Well, wait a minute. This never ends. This kind of humanism never stops because you can decide, listen, you cannot fault me. If you're going to apply that, love is love. Love is love. (laughs) Well, in that case, uh, I think I love your wife. Well, I I, I think I love your husband. Where do you stop? I, I, lo- I think I love your, your teenage daughter. Oh, you can't say no to them. Love is love. So, where are you going to draw the line? Well, that's okay, that's okay, but that's not okay. Who are you? Who are you to sovereignly decide that? You see, it's called situational ethics. If it's okay for me, then I don't care if you have to suffer. Makes me feel good. That's the nation we live in. That's why God has left this country. No, love is not love. According to the Bible, love is when your husband or your wife is almost burned to death in a fire and you, and you stick with them or you, you clean up their vomit when they have the flu. That's love. Love, according to the Bible, is Jesus, is the personification of love, who laid down his life to make sure that you have one, that I have one. People emailed me, "You got to make it practical." I've been coming, I've been listening to the series behind the mask. Make it practical. And here's many of the questions we're asked: Should I attend my relatives, my gay relative's wedding? Listen, the answer is very clear about this. And listen, take notes on this. You're gonna to wanna to take notes. You would write them a note, you would write them a letter, or you'd call them up. I'd rather write it and then call them up. I'd rather do both. And say, listen, you guys know we're Christians, right? Yeah, and you guys know where we're at on this, right? According to the Bible, God says no to this because marriage was invented by God. See, people hate facts, but in the words of Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings, Right? So, the fact is, God invented marriage. No man can reinvent it. God says this is marriage. You can go to the court and call it a civil union or whatever you want to do. Just know this God says this is marriage and I accept no other combination. So, we're Christians and we follow God. So, listen, we love you. You can always come to us for prayer and to get truth. We're going to send you a gift, but we're not coming. We can't come because for us to come is to, number one, send a witness that we approve which we do not approve. We love you. We would die for you. But we cannot condone what you're doing. So we want you to know that. You just remember, whenever you're hurting and whenever you're in need, you know my address, you come. But I cannot, as a Christian, Send a message that I'm approving of this when God disapproves of it. People don't like it. It hurts. I understand that. I say this in a heart of love. Think, think, think. You have a desire to appear or to be normal. You have a desire to do what is normal. But what you're living is abnormal, so to make yourself feel better, you have to borrow from normal. Does, isn't, that an, isn't that an announcement to you that God wants you to come and to be completely renovated by him? Not by us, not by any group or some, some, you know, five-step program. One-step program. Straight to him. One-step program. I want to end by giving you hope. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, everybody listen, please. Matthew five seventeen, do not think that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfil. Yes, that means every word of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is pure true. Yes, For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass away till all till the law is all fulfilled. Colossians 3, verse 5. Therefore, put to death your members. See, what if I'm tempted in this area? Okay, good. We're all tempted in areas. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. That means take this desire like fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. See, Jesus changes lives. Ephesians 2.1, and you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's the title of Satan, the prince who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because, he had, because of his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved." Epic, almost done. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Make it practical. Here it is. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common among men, mankind. Everybody gets tempted. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 2 Corinthians 5.16. Therefore, from now on, I love this, we regard no one according to the flesh. We're Christians, right? we Christians, followers of Jesus. When somebody accepts Christ today, maybe right now today you're saying, man, I need to, if that Bible's true, I'm in trouble, I need to make a change. Guess what? We don't want to know about your past life. Isn't that, How cool is that? You know when you're around people who know your past, Okay, it's pretty horrible. Two weeks ago, somebody from my high school came and visited church here. And I i mean, I'm glad they came to church, but I'm thinking, why couldn't they have gone to some other church? Because they knew me before I knew Jesus. And it was just like, hi, how are you? See you. Hey, have a nice day. No, listen, we don't know one another anymore after the flesh. Look at this even though we have known christ according to the flesh yet now we know him thus no longer we know him enthroned in heaven above therefore if anyone is in christ he's a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have become new is that right
0: this jack kibbs podcast as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported will you consider partnering with us through a special gift Go to jackhibs.com to learn more and stay connected. Real life
1: Save big money on everything for your next project at Menard.